So Philip and Jenny, good to see you guys. Welcome home. Have you gotten your accent back yet? Are you able to spot to, to, to talk country or are you still? Not, not quite. Not quite? Quite. Hey. Well, I wanted to start by just maybe you guys could introduce yourselves and tell us how you're doing just as people before we talk about ministry. Uh, so Philip and Jennifer and uh, how am I doing? Um, as good as a father of grown children can do. All be our parents forever, is that true? <laughs> and of uh, walking with our children through the different things they're going through, and uh, also of uh, health wise doing well, grateful for, for health, yes, because it allows us to continue doing the traveling and uh, airports, bullet trains, local trains. Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> you can only watch that movie if you watch it on VidAngel. But it's great. It's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, thank you and doing well. Thank you. Good morning. And I'm <clears throat> in France. I'm called Jennifer and call myself Jennifer a lot. So, Philip, you'll hear that. But I think you, many of you might know me by Jenny. And uh, so I, I go by any name you want to, <laughs> Jenny, Jennifer, it doesn't matter. Um, we really are happy to be here this morning. It just uh, pulls on a lot of heartstrings to come back after, for me, after six years. I last was here in 2016, and Philip was here in 2018, so you saw him some at that, some, I think May of that 2018. And... Um, and it's amazing how you can, uh, you know, it's not obviously the building, it's always the people. So you come into the presence of the people that you have been connected, bound to, and have gone through a lot of life with, and you can feel that uh, connection does not break in the body of Christ. Uh, though it can be uh, tried and, you know, and, and elasticized at times by, uh, by a lot of things. But uh, that's why we have, and I think this is part of what Philip and I do in France, we have, um, you know, the heart of reconciliation in our um, right up front all the time, with uh, especially in these last few years that we've all lived from our experience in France and, um, and everything you've lived here. And I am doing fine. Um, uh, we have been back in France since 2000. We moved into the apartment we're in in West Paris in Carrière-sur-Seine in 2017. And so uh, we have been home. If The Adams have had the same address for uh, five years this summer. That's, uh, <laughs> Let's praise the Lord for that. It's a That's milestone. A <laughs> And uh, we have we found ourselves and chose that place and felt like the Lord led us so that we were we became part of a body that uh, we are connected to right there. But Philip spends a lot of time traveling, and he'll he'll mention that more. Um, Philip mentioned our children, and yes, uh, we though we don't live near them, um, we have walked through some pathways in these last couple of years that we weren't planning on. 
And so I just want to end, how am I doing personally, with a Charles Spurgeon quote that I feel like um, so spoke to me in these past few years, and maybe some of you will relate to it. He says, I have learned to kiss the waves that throw me up against the rock of ages. So there's been a lot of learning to kiss the waves. They're his waves. And they place us at times right smack into the rock of ages. And um, so I would say these last few years have been about embracing and releasing. Thank you. Just while you have the the mic there, um, I know that the Lord's really put on your heart to help people who have been through traumatic experiences and very difficult seasons. And so I'm just curious how how that has kind of played itself out as far as being able to... Um, the, just up and up until this past year, um, we were limited in our movement in France by, uh, by confinement, uh, meaning we, we, we couldn't, I think we only started gathering as a body, um, in, in a, our space about five months ago, yeah, six we months moved ago. into a new space five months ago. So uh, everybody's there. But it's been, uh, we've called it in Europe, the stop and go. And they say it that way in French, le stop and go. Right. (laughs) So, um, yes, that's real. That's real. That's real. It's on the news, le stop and go. (laughs) And right now we're go. So uh, we are go. Um, But one of the things uh, that... There's something that's going to be unfolding in our new setting that we we have our local church, and I don't travel with Philip very often, so I'm I'm often at home, uh, and that's uh, the opening up of with the mayor's permission uh, a safe space for women and children that will be a gathering place uh, during the day, and from the very simplest listening ear to possibly helping them connect with um, the different resources in that are, the city provides if they are in need. So using one of the, Susanna, the, the sister that uh, had, has this burning in her heart, and some of us are joining in with her, she uh, is, is highly motivated and able to uh, go from not just listening and the spiritual, but some practical help too. And uh, that's good. But then I was um, able in, to, in January to begin an internship at a hospital inside Paris. It's about an hour on the train and the metro. And I uh, am a volunteer um, chaplain. Wow. Yeah, in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm learning the ropes. It's uh, not like nothing I imagined. Yeah. We have um, several limitations and um, uh, I, I'm trying to, you know, understand how that, how it, what it means to be a chaplain and not have a lot of liberty to do much. But uh, listen, people do ask for prayer, some. Um, I guess my, my greatest experience in that was uh, 
I was sent to a room of a woman who's, it's a, it's a hospital that has, deals with blood cancer and leukemia. And she had been in and out several times. This is like her last time in. And she's from Congo, the Republic of Congo, and her two, two daughters are not in France. And when I got into the room, she, um, I was thinking, you know, Lord, I had prayed, Lord, just lead me. And, uh, but she knew exactly what, where she was at because she sat me down, kind of held court, and um, questioned me about, did I believe the words of Jesus about healing and how she was going to walk out of there? And um, I was, you know, I, she said scriptures, I said amen. She said more, I said amen. She did a little Bible study. And uh, <laughs> at one point she looked at me in French, of course, and she said, I don't think you're very convinced, really. <laughs> I'm like... Okay. <laughs> but I just prayed. I said, Lord, there's just nothing I can offer this sister, Madame Codaday. And um, what, you know, but I'd love to be a blessing to her. And so I had been having a little eye infection that was, and I needed some drops and was scratching away at my eye a bit. And then it just came to me and I said, Madame Codaday, I said, would you please pray for me? And she looked at me and she said, come over here. And uh, I, got, I got to sit by her. We had um, masks on because of the COVID in the hospital. And she just, you know, slammed her hand on my head. And then I got prayed for from up and down and my family and the, around the world. And um, it was uh, just a, a beautiful moment. And I realized that being a a chaplain means you don't always come in with all of the, you know, that you're the one who has to have the blessing and the scripture, that you can actually be there and have and receive. And I, I truly received that day. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Great, great. Yeah. So, Philip, just catch us up on, on kind of what your, your side of things looks like from a ministry standpoint. Yeah. Um, the... We work with a fellowship of churches in France called this Baptist Federation of Evangelical Churches. We're 118 churches. And uh, it's, yeah, don't let the name Baptist frighten you because about 60% of those people are are just exactly like church here the Sunday morning. It's, um, uh, Baptist does not limit what Christ can do in any way in France. That's good. <laughs> and, uh, but the reason we work with them is because we've known them for many years. We have relationships. And um, I travel throughout the country. Uh, I spend a lot of time on the phone, a lot of time on Zoom. And um, I'm sort of a pastor to the pastors. That's one of my functions in this group of churches. <clears throat> and then with a team of uh, eight other people, we lead all the church plants that we're doing right now in France. And we have 21 church plants going. Wow. So keeping those going with, obviously, it's teamwork. You know, we all cover our geographical areas. Um, and then um, in this group of churches, um, I would say one of the things, the strong suit, the strong point, the DNA is relationship built network. And so because of that, there's real close relationships and it's been precious for me to 
to be a part of that and to have the privilege of ministering to pastors, but also uh, going into churches and working with the leadership team of the church, helping develop. Um, you probably know I'm a Strength Finders coach, and I use Strength Finders in all the churches I work in in France to help them develop, them yeah. discover who they are. For those of you who may not know, Strength Finders is a, an evaluation tool that helps you to be able to understand how God made you, what strengths he gave you, and how, the, how you can use those strengths to fulfill the purpose of God wherever he has you serving. And by the way, I'm the one who started Trinity on the journey back in 2007. So <laughs> wow, Mark and I, and then I told Mark, I said, Mark, you need to go to get trained as a coach. And he did. And so the story and continues. Now my, my daughter is a part of it now too. Yeah. She's part of the team. So. Wow. So, so we, we work with strength finders with the teams and then also there's a lot of one-on-one -on -one mentoring of young leaders who are just becoming pastors. Uh, one church that I've been in for the last two years started out as a toxic church. Relationships had become so toxic that it was close to literally splitting in I don't know how many pieces. And by the grace of God over this two-year period, going there about once a month, once every six weeks, God has begun knitting them together. And uh, I'm, I'm amazed to get the emails from the, the team leading the church on what they're doing, what they're doing in their city and the relationships. And God has just changed the way the church is. And that's part of his grace right. of, of what he does. And uh, it sure wasn't me, but I'm grateful that I was able to work with him to accomplish that in that church. And I, I could go throughout other churches. In particular, I'm looking at Chad and Sonia. Uh, there's a Moroccan family in, that came to one of our churches back in 2018. And uh, <clears throat> the husband and the wife both were baptized. But the story doesn't end there. Malika, the wife, um, truly became a follower of Christ. But the husband, what's his name? I can't remember. Khalid, Khalid, Khalid. And uh, he, there was something that wasn't right, wasn't true. And uh, the daughter called the police because Khalid was beating Malika. Oh. The 14-year-old daughter could call the police in France. In Morocco, she could not. So he was arrested, sent to prison. And in prison, we don't know how it happened. But then he got out of prison, and he disappeared, completely disappeared. And then the church kept supporting Malika. The three kids went there to Sunday school. They really, the three kids became followers of Christ. And uh, a little later, in 2019, he came back, and he tried to get her confidence again. But what we didn't realize, it was a devious, there was a devious purpose behind it. We believe he had been radicalized while he was gone. Wow. And uh, he tried to kill all three of his children. He killed two of them. And, uh, and, and then after the end of it, he poured gasoline on himself and lit himself. But right before he lit himself on fire, his daughter who survived heard him say, now I can go in peace. You have what you deserve. Mm. And so 
we were, Jenny and I were part of with Susanna. We went there during the year of 2019, walking the church through the trauma of um, losing such dear children. And the church loved those kids. And by the grace of God, Malika today is a, a, a nurse's aide in a hospital. She's wow. getting, she's driving. She has a life and she's rebuilding her life little wow. by little following Jesus. But the devastation was very real for both of them. And her daughter still remains um, in a hospital where she's receiving the kind of care that she can get for now to um, re rebuild what was utterly destroyed in her. So, uh, but when you asked about the trauma, this was, um, this was a church in Cherbourg, which is like the one place in France you can take in a ferry to Ireland. And um, Philip, he, he knew that, you know, he was to go to be with Samuel, the pastor who was inundated. But Philip said, I'd like to bring my wife and I'd like to bring Susanna. And we'd like to just set up for two days. Uh, well, I guess we we're there for two or three days and have hourly appointments. And anyone who felt like they needed to talk and to come and they, they could. And that way, Samuel was not so totally overwhelmed wow. with um, what had. And this was a new idea that when a church has a crisis, you know, a sister church, a connecting church could send a team to, to the, 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 the body in need and give them some, some support in their trauma and some uh, in-present support being right there. And uh, so it's amazing. Yeah. What a so, great testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So um, obviously we're, we're so grateful to be a part of your story and to be, um, you know, financially uh, yeah. giving towards you. And um, also there are others here that do that. We give on a monthly basis to the Adams from our missions fund. And so I just want you to be aware of that, but they always have needs that come up to travel and to do the things that they need to do. So if the Lord puts it on your heart to connect with them, how, how can they connect with you all to, to learn more, to uh, um, maybe set up an appointment with you? Yeah, yeah, you can just um, um, probably get in touch with the office and they'll okay. route it to us. That way we can call you back. Uh, we have French phones here, so you, you can't just call us. You could, but, uh, <laughs> you could. It would cost you a dollar a minute. <laughs> so, so when you do call them, do they answer in French, or what is the what makes them a French phone? Well, it's a French phone company, and it's okay. a French answering service that'll answer you, and it'll say in French, and you'll go, "Ooh, oh, wow. okay, <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah." I, I just I'm just picturing Derek getting that voicemail <laughs> right now. I love you, Derek. Come on home to us, brother. So uh, let's pray. Let's pray for Philip and Jenny and the ministry that God's continuing to do through them. I mean, they, I, I wish we had hours and days to spend with them because they're so, uh, they have such great richness, um, not just in the stories that they tell, but the, the experience of God being with them as they have dealt with so many different traumatic things throughout their life and ministry. So, Father, we thank you for Philip and Janet, Jenny. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would continue to strengthen them for the tasks that are at hand. And Lord, I pray that they would be well in their spirit, 
in their soul, and in their body. And Father, I thank you that the work that you've called them to is very important. We pray that you would keep the hand of the enemy from coming near them in any way to harm them or harass them. We thank you for their extended family. We ask that you bless them, encourage them, and strengthen them as well. We pray for provision in every way, Father, that that you would take care of the needs that are there. And Lord, I pray that the the extent that you desire for their ministry to, to reach, I pray, Lord, that nothing will stop them from going as deep and as wide as you desire for them to. And Lord, I pray for their marriage. I just pray you strengthen their marriage. Help them to enjoy each other in these days and hours, even though they're pouring so much of themselves out to other people. And Lord, we just thank you for the privilege of partnering with them as they do this great work of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ in a place that has been very dark for a very long time. We thank you that the light of Jesus is bursting forth in all of France and in the surrounding countries, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Can I bring up a prayer request? Um, As you probably remember, we spent almost nine years in Afghanistan. And um, the work with Afghanistan actually continues right now because we're working on trying to get people out of Afghanistan that are in danger because of the present government. Uh, I'm not going to use certain words, so it won't be tagged. Uh, But the present government is seeking out the people who used to work with us, the people who worked with our, even our troops, and they are in danger. And God's given us the privilege of being a part of working with that right now. There's several networks of uh, people who worked there before and uh, people who from America and other countries are getting involved. Uh, last night I was on the phone with one of our families that's in a neighboring country that begins with P. And... Um, They were there um, waiting to be gotten out, uh, probably to end up in the States. So um, it's ongoing. Please pray. And I'm thinking of one particular man who was a general in the previous government, and he also became a friend. And uh, we worked with him extensively while we were there in our last project. And he needs to get out. Uh, he is a high-value target to the T people. So please pray for him and his family. He's got a wife and uh, three daughters. And so please pray that uh, we somehow God would provide a way out for this family. And there are others, too, obviously. So if you want more information, I can give you more, um, but I don't like to say things like this very veiled in public. Lord, we pray for that right now. We pray for those who are in harm's way, who need to be retrieved from those nations that were mentioned. We pray, Lord, that you would open doors. We pray for uh, even angelic assistance, Lord, whatever is needed for this to be able to occur. Preserve and protect and keep those that your purpose is not complete with yet, Lord. Thank you for giving them courage as they wait and search, and that you would even make them somewhat invisible to, the, to those that would try to harm them. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right.
Let's give these folks a great big hand. <laughs>